This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? We are here today with a very special guest, the one and only Joyce Gerard, former Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, forever Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, and a real Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. How are you? Hi, David. How are you? I send you a big, big cyber kiss, a big cyber hug, a no contact hug. You look so nice today. Thank you. You look great. I do. Uh, well, you, you know, do. I have a good smile. As long as that smile is up, that's everything. I have to say that I have taken a shower today for the first time in about nine days. No. Well, that that's what someone else said. Maybe like seven days. <laughs> I've taken this staying into another level. I mean, you look all refreshed, though. You know what? I'm super, I'm super fresh every day. And, and all my friends tell me, how are you doing to keep the sanity and to stay yeah. so happy? You're always so happy. And I think, you know, you just have to remember to take a little time for yourself. I'm enjoying this quarantine, actually. I love being with the munchkins. I know. Although I have to admit, the first day of homeschooling was a pain in my butt. But the second day went easier. And now this is the second week. And it's so far, let me knock on wood. I don't want to jinx it. But so far, it's been great. And talking about showers, my happy place is to take a bath. Is I it? I have to do it every single day. Even if it's a five-minute bath, I have to take a bath. That's like my alone happy place, happy time. And you do that like even before the quarantine? You're just a bath person. I'm a total bath person. Even before the really? quarantine, every single day I take a bath. When I was single... I would study my lines for my acting gigs in the bath. I would read all my books in the bath. My friend said, you literally live in the bath. And it's true. I love, love being in the bath. Really? That's nice. I mean, I can see that. And, you know, I have to say, I have a lot of friends with children. And yes, all my friends over the past week to two weeks, the only thing they are complaining about is homeschooling. They're like, it's really hard. You know, it's hard at the beginning um, but I think the first day, the reason why for me personally, I'm not talking about other friends because everybody's experience yeah. is different, but for me personally, I think the first day it was hard because my munchkins were trying to put resistance. Like they were thinking, no, you're mama, you, you know, you do homework with me, but you're mama, you do, you know, I don't want to do this. And I, you know, after the first day I sat down with them as mama, not as the teacher principal, yeah. I sat down with them and explained to them the situation properly. And sometimes they just don't understand it. You know, even though they hear it and hear it, you have to really dive in and explain it. I explained it to them and I said, guys, this is what it is. You have to help me so that I can help you. And the second day they woke up, they were earlier. I, I paged them throughout the house. I'm like, good morning, children, wake up. It's time for school. This is your five minute warning. They came before my five minute warning. They were like, good morning, mama, we're ready for school. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you, God. It wow. was so beautiful. And now I don't have to fight them. They're doing it. Yesterday I had to fight them a little bit for physical education. It was PE day. And they were like, okay, now you're pushing it. I don't want to do these running around and jumping jacks and stuff. 
but they, they ended up doing it. So I think, you know, for me personally, the worst about the quarantine is not the homeschooling anymore. For me, the worst is I don't want to go to the supermarket that many times. I've only been once in quarantine. I have to go today, actually. But I, I like having fresh stuff, like fresh salads, fresh fruits, fresh vegetables. And this Instacart and this Amazon delivery and all these deliveries are not working. No. Which to me. I don't understand how Bezos doesn't put a lot of money behind it and hire a bunch of people so that everyone can just stay home, get their food delivered, and let's stop this virus, you know? I, I don't get it. I mean... I well today to the supermarket. So. I'm in the same thing. Like I, I don't really cook. I'm sure you cook. I don't cook. So I am going back and forth. I mean, like at least living in New York City, we have deliveries. Yeah. But then that's not even so safe. But I went to the grocery store today too, and I'm like a pretty laid back person. But I was starting to freak out there. I'm like, it, there's people everywhere here. Yeah. And yeah, also, why isn't everyone staying home? I mean people were out and about in general. And I'm like, everyone needs to just stay home. But I kind of freaked out at the grocery store today. And I'm not good with getting enough stuff. So now I'm like, I think I have like, maybe five days worth of stuff. And I'm like, I guess that's really my goal is just not to go out more than once a week. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, it's hard, because usually if I feel like, okay, tonight, I'm gonna make this recipe, whatever, I go, I buy the fresh stuff, I come back, I make it amazing. And now it's like, okay, let me see, let me see what I can make, you know? So, um, and, and when I went last week, I hadn't gone. And when I went last week, I was so fast because there was so many people there and I have my mom here with us right now. She was visiting, thank God. Um, when this, she was supposed to leave the day that the quarantine started. So I said, no mom, you're staying. So I have to watch it even more for her, you know, um, because they say obviously that it attacks, um, older people a lot worse. Yeah, so I'm, I'm being extra, 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 extra careful for her. Me um, too. But, you know, it's it's just it's a little bit hard in that sense. Everything else, I'm enjoying the quality time with my family. I'm enjoying the even my friends that are single and and my beautiful gay friends that are lonely and telling me I'm so lonely. I'm home alone. I miss you. I want to come home. We're doing FaceTimes. We're doing Zooms. It's you know, it's. I've connected even with friends of mine that I hadn't talked to in a while because I'm sending just lovey-dovey to everyone so they know that they're not alone. Um, So it it hasn't been so bad. We just have to count our blessings. That's how I feel. I mean, A, I'm getting to things I should have gotten to in 2018. Like, no exaggeration, things that have been on my list for like two years. (laughs) And yeah, I feel like it's the same thing. Like, I'm home alone. I have a lot of friends that are home alone. But it's better than you know it's just like I have a friend who's going to someone else's house and I'm like no this like you you can't like just be alone yeah because we have to get over this and this is the only way to do it I wish everyone would just say okay guys let's do this two weeks everyone Mm -hmm. stay home you're only gonna get your groceries delivered the people that are gonna be working are the people that are doing deliveries right people that live alone to do deliveries so they're not yeah leave the groceries outside, disinfect them before you bring them in. Let's really kill this thing. But instead, people are so selfish and keep going out. And, you know, just this weekend, you saw the beaches and the parks here in Beverly Hills and everywhere full. It was nuts. I was like, wow, that's, that's so crazy. Selfish. It's so selfish, you know, it's it it's is. So and it's like, so I live in Chelsea in New York. So like when I look outside my window, it's pretty quiet. But then 
I see on the news, like other parts in New York City, there's a lot of people out. Yeah, Central Park was packed this weekend. Wow. It's like, come on, guys, just stay home. We're all in it together. Yeah. It's not that, it's not like, okay, I'm going to go out because I get to be out alone and have the streets to myself. No, we're all in this together. Yeah. Stay home, you know? Get yeah. decked out. I'll, I tell all my girls, you know what? Get decked out. Just get beautiful. Last Friday, we were going to do um, Shabbat. We do Shabbat every, every Friday. Ah. And Leo, my my big boy, my 10-year-old, says, Mama, I don't want you to be, like, in your casual stuff today. I want you to be, like, always, you know, like in our normal Shabbats. And I said, what does that mean? And he goes, well, you know, you normally do your hair and you normally do your face and it looks really pretty. I want you to be, like, really nice. And I said, okay. So I put just a little BB cream and a little, you know, like like right now. And he goes, Mama, can you put on a little more? And I'm like, oh, my God, you're demanding. So I ended up putting a little fall fur and everything. And he's like, okay, oh, my God, amazing. And I'm like, OK, let's go. Let's go to the to the dining room. Let's go have a dinner. So it's, I, I love like, it. Oh, I was joking the other day because this um, my my gay best friend from Puerto Rico tells me, listen, I got all decked out. And I went to throw the trash. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love it. He's like, you don't understand. I literally got decked out to go throw the trash. He made a video. And I said, oh, my God, you have to send me that. He hasn't sent it to me yet. I get to tell him. I get it. I dressed up today to go to the, like, someone was like, literally, I took a picture and my friend was like, I love that outfit. Like, when is that from? I'm like, it's from right now. And she's like, what? And I'm like, well, I'm actually going to the grocery store. Normally, I just go in sweats. I don't care. But I'm like, you still want to feel like somewhat you know, like some regular routine. Yeah. You know, I'm keeping a routine. I mean, I'm with me too. I'm keeping, they told me today, can we be done with school earlier? And I said, well, because you did everything, but in the afternoon we have homework and they're like, what do you mean? We just did everything. We have homework. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do art for homework. And they're like, okay, mama. Like, hmm. I'm like, yeah, in the afternoon we have homework. <laughs> so I'm That's trying so to keep it. Actually Monday, just to, step out of the routine because, you know, after, after the weekend, I wanted to make it a little different. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shape. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I woke them up with their alarm, you know, with their ringing around the house, the page. I, I'm like, hurry up, guys, hurry up. Did you do your hair? Did you brush your teeth? Where's your backpack? I got them entirely ready with backpack and everything, got the keys, said, come on. And they're like, is school back? And I said, yeah, yeah, come on, let's get in the car. We got in the car. We drove to the end of the street, drove back. And I said, okay, welcome to school. And they're like, uh, you're a little bit nuts. And I'm like, yeah, 
it's still again it's a new week that's that's good just to get them out of the you know weekend lazy routine because weekends we usually love to be lazy and stay home yeah now going all the way back just so where are you from tell me like where you're from i mean i i I know a little bit but tell all of the listeners like where are you from where were you born where'd you grow up this is all about joyce here today I'm from Aguas Buenas, Puerto Rico. Aguas Buenas is the mountains. It's in the north of Puerto Rico, but it's the mountainside. So I didn't grow up in the beaches like everyone. When they think of Puerto Rico, they think of the glamorous beaches or the beautiful, you know, palm trees and everything. I grew up in the mountains and I grew up milking the cows. And, you know, I'm a total mountain chick. I grew up barefoot. Um, we didn't grow up with a lot of money. We grew up very, very humble. So very, very humble beginnings, but extreme love. And maybe that's why I'm so happy because I know that happiness doesn't come from anything material. Happiness really comes from love. So that's just my little background. Grew up in Puerto Rico. I was an army brat. So I did travel a tiny little bit before my parents got divorced. They got divorced when I was very little. Um, so me too, I, me too. Oh, you too? Yeah. I was nine. My sister was seven. So yeah, I was seven. Yeah. I oh, was wow. Seven. Okay. I was seven. Um, and my brother was older. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, but, you know, after that we stayed in Puerto Rico and when I traveled, I lived in different places, Germany being one of them. And, you know, oh. look at the world, how, how crazy is the world? My husband is German. But I don't really remember much because I was very young when I was in Germany. I do remember a little park that I was in, it close to the military base. And when I started dating my husband, he found the park for me and took me to the park. Oh, wow. That I remembered. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember it so much bigger, this park. It was amazing. It was so beautiful. That's very romantic. Yeah, he was super romantic. It was this park called in Bad Kreuznach, where it's close to the military base in Germany. What was a military, it's no longer a military base, but it was back then. And I have this memory very vivid because I thought I was Wonder Woman and there was a little girl falling and I literally go, Wonder Woman. And I jumped from the top of the of the slide all the way to the bottom. My two feet, my two legs, I literally have the scars to prove it from my job. Oh my God. And I saved the little girl, so it was all good. That's <laughs> crazy. My scars, my God. <laughs> um... What was I going to say then? How did you end up, like, did you go right from Prague? How did you end up in L.A. and Beverly Hills, all of this? So I um, I started modeling. I got discovered after um, university. I was a total nerd. Let me go a little bit back. I was a total yeah. nerd. Um, I finished both of my bachelor's degrees by the age of 19. I studied social work and special education. And I graduated college early too. I, I yeah? was a total, yeah, I, I, I was a total nerd and majored in accounting and graduated early. Oh my God, we're like lost brother and sister here. Uh, kind of. <laughs> I could be your long lost gay brother. Yes, I love it. I right? love it. I need a gay brother. I have a lot of gay friends, but I haven't found my long lost brother. See? <laughs> there you go. So I nerd like you. Now we yes. have a second thing in common. So I was a total nerd and I, I was studying and in, in my last year of university to pay for school, I worked at Kentucky Fried Chicken. I started working very young at KFC. Um, and my mom says, listen, I don't want you to work. I, it was one of the first times I lied to my mom cause I faked my passport and everything to have the proper age and whatever. And I got discovered at the drive through of KFC by a photographer in Puerto Rico. And he says, are you a model? And I'm like, 
I look at him like, here we go again. Because I used to be bullied for being so skinny. They called me all sorts of things, like olive oil and you're a toothpick and this and that. Because I was super, super skinny. Um, And I go, I look at him and I'm like, "Uh," and he's like, no, no, you're the perfect look of a campaign that I'm casting. And I'm like, sir, can you pay your chicken, please? (laughs) And he pays me, goes in parks. His name is Ivan Batista. May he rest in peace. He died right after Hurricane Maria. Um, And Ivan literally pays me, goes around parks and goes and talks to the manager and tells the manager, I will give you 50 bucks if you convince that girl to do my campaign. And then wow. the manager is like, Joyce, you should totally be a model. I'll give you the day off. And, and I'm like, what are you getting? I'm getting 50 bucks. And I'm like, well, I can go, but I'll go with my entire family. I took literally my uncles, my cousins, my brother, my mom. We were literally like a 20 people entourage. Of course, all of us, you know, really humble, like, Okay, and my uncle, I remember he was like, what's going on here? What do you mean this campaign? What are you going to do to her? And what, what is it going to be? And the photographer was like, it's just a, some pictures. You know, they do her makeup. They put some clothes on her. It's yeah. Just, and, I, and I was like, oh, that sounds nice. And I did the campaign. I remember I got paid 500 bucks for it. That was a lot of money for me back then. Um, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. You get paid to just look pretty. I feel pretty. You know, I'm getting paid to look pretty. And I ended up modeling a lot and I became one of the top models in Puerto Rico. And then I traveled a lot. And then I competed in the Miss Puerto Rico and I won. I was lucky enough to win. And in the Miss Universe, I was second runner up. And then after the Miss Universe, they called me for a show called Destination Stardom. It it was Byron Allen's and the Messini's remake of Star Search. Oh, okay. And I competed in the spokesmodel category, and I was the only one in the whole history of their, the entire star search to be undefeated from the beginning to the end. And I won everything. Really? A lot of money. I was very lucky. Was able to buy my mom a house with the money. Wow. I, and then with the money I made, um, after that, I competed in another thing, in another international model search called Miss Venus in Jacksonville, Florida. And I won as well. And... All the money that I had, I've always been a saver. All the money that I had, um, they, 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 there was an audition for Baywatch. So the Messinis say, listen, you have to come to L.A. They fly you to audition. And I'm like, Baywatch? I'm not a good swimmer because really, I'm really not a good swimmer. I mean, I can swim <clears throat> like a puppy and stuff, but I'm not like Baywatch material, you know? And I'm like, I'm not a good swimmer. And they're like, no, no, it doesn't matter. You, you have to come. They're flying you for the audition. I'm like, ah. So they fly me over to L.A. And I remember my audition. They tell me, jump in the pool. And I'm like, no, it's so cold. I don't want to jump. Oh, my and God. I jump. I'm like, you know, putting my, my finger in my nose and jumping. And they're like, well, okay, let's work with this because we really like you. But you need to, like, fake it a little. And I'm like, okay, let's fake it a little. And I booked the part. Um, it was Baywatch Hawaii. And then after that, I said, you know what? I like this acting. I, I kind of like it, but I need to study it because I'm not an actress. I need to study. So then I moved to L.A. I decided to take the leap and stop modeling. I was modeling a lot in Miami, New York and everywhere. And I yes. moved to L.A. And when I moved to L.A., the first two years, I literally just studied acting. And then that's what brought me here. And then I was lucky enough. I booked a different stuff. I did Joey. Um, Oh, wow. House of Pain. I did Siberia, which we produced as well. I was leading that and a a couple of movies. So I was 
I've been, I was very lucky and very blessed and very happy. Did you get to, I mean, so like when you were in Baywatch, like, did you have, was that like Pamela Anderson time? No, I was Baywatch Hawaii. Okay. It was Baywatch Hawaii. Pamela Anderson time, I was still in Puerto Rico being in, okay. growing up in the mountains. <laughs> so did you hang out during that time? Like, did you ever like date anyone that we would know? I mean, you're happily married now, I know, but like, you know, you didn't no, go like I on any date with Matt LeBlanc or anything like that? Oh, no. Matt was super adorable. He was actually at the time dating the blonde girl that was on the show. I forgot her name. I think her character yeah. was Andrea. Um, I was just going to say, it was that Andrea Anders, maybe? I think? Yes, I think that was her, the blonde that was the lead on the show. Do you see the stuff that I know? That, yeah, I know. Seriously. I know. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so bad with names, but I'm like, I think her name's an Andrea. So, yeah, they were part. dating, and she was adorable, and he was so sweet. I mean, they made me feel so good. I was like his love interest in, in the, the episodes I did, and he was so sweet. And everybody, everybody, I mean, the, the director was Jack Gyllenhaal's dad. It was just an amazing experience. It was really cool. That's like and I've loved all of the the projects I've worked on. Tyler Perry's I loved. I lived in Atlanta for a little bit. Um, I, I've loved all the projects I've done. And so that's kind of how you got to L.A. And then did you meet your husband in L.A. or? I met my hubby in L.A. on a blind date. Really? <laughs> yeah. A through girl. like a dating app or through like no, a no dating app. I wish there was dating apps back then. I mean, we've been together now 17 years. Oh, wow. So 17 years ago, Google wasn't a thing. You know, dating apps weren't a thing. Yeah. I, really, I, I say this all the time and I laugh about it still because I had a computer that I won in the Miss Puerto Rico as one of the gifts and I kept it in the box because I didn't want it to go bad. And I'm like, I think if I take it out a lot, it'll go bad. So I got to use it, put it back in the box. <laughs> so really? I, we you wanted to preserve Eva. it. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted to preserve it. I wanted to preserve it. I wanted to keep it new and pretty. It was so cute and it was super thick. And when I look at it, you know, if I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God, that was like a brick. Um, but no, there was no dating apps. I wish I tell all my single gals, I wish I was single in the times of dating apps. It feels so easy. You know, it feels like so accessible and easy and amazing. But the way we met was through this girl, this mutual friend. I didn't even know her. I had met her one time. Um, this girl from New York. And she tells me, she calls me. I met her at a Super Bowl party. And she calls me a couple months later and says, you have to meet the boyfriend of the, the, the boss of my boyfriend. When she said boss of my boyfriend, I said, okay, he's old. And I said, listen, no, I'm, you know, I'm not a gold digger. I know a lot of girls in LA are gold diggers, but no, I'm not going to date an old guy my mom would kill me and yeah. she, she goes no no you have to meet him but she never told me his age or anything I mean we're the same age you know <laughs> and he's gorgeous um and I remember she kept insisting kept insisting and I tell her if you give the guy my number you can lose my number because that's breaking girl code do not give him my number yeah. dinner when you come to LA she's like but I'm not going to LA until next year I'm like it doesn't matter the next year we do a dinner so she gave him my number. He started calling me. He called me for three months in a row every single day. Really? Until, every single day. Every single day. I was in New York actually doing a modeling gig. And I was at the lounge waiting to come back to L.A. And he calls me at the lounge. And I'm like, oh, hey. I used to call him my oldie. And I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? Because on the phone, I really loved him. Like, we were like so connected. We liked exactly the same things. And I, I used to joke and tell my friends, if he was only 40, I would go out with him, but I can't go out with an 80 year old. You know, I can't, if he was 40, I would totally go out with him. 
And there was this girl that I was like giving him to her because she liked older guys. So I was like, he's for Lauren. He's not for me. <laughs> wow. And I would talk to him about my friend and everything and tell the girls, it's oldie. He's so nice. I like him so much. He's so sweet. He's going to be my friend for life. And then finally, one day, that day that I was in the lounge and he calls me, he says, so when are you going back? And I said, I'm in the lounge. I'm literally going to fly back in a little bit. He calls me and he's, he told me he was going to Germany. He calls me again when I'm entering my apartment and I'm like, Oldie's calling me from the plane. How decadent is that? He's, you know, he's calling from the plane and I pick up and I'm like, oh my God, you're calling me from the plane. How decadent. I'm telling you, Lauren will love you. And he's like, he's like, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I'm just going to order some Chinese and stay home. And he goes, okay, I'll pick you up at eight. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean you'll pick me up at eight? And he's like, I'll pick you up at eight. And I said, but. I thought you're in Germany. And he goes, he goes, no, 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 no. I've, I've postponed my plans for later because I want to meet you. And I'm like, what do you mean you postpone your plans? Well, and I was just silent because I didn't have any excuse for three months. Yeah. I had the book, you know, I got to wash my hair. I got to study. I got to read a book. I got to do this. I got to do that. I have my period, whatever. And I was finally so quiet. And he always says that this was the longest silence of his life because I was just so quiet. And he's like, hello. And I'm like, well, perhaps we just do a little coffee. And he's like, coffee's bullshit. I'll pick you up at eight. And I'm like, okay, man. I was like, oldie has big cojones. Let's just, let's go. And I said, I'll just be really ugly and he won't like me, but we'll be friends for life. You know, cause I have a lot of guy friends yeah. that are and young ones. And I, I have a lot of male friends. So I said, I'll be really ugly. And he'll say, okay, she's not my type, but she'll be my friend. Cause we really enjoy talking to each other. So I put my hair in a bun, zero makeup, big cowboy jeans, flat cowboy boots, little wife beater, just looking bad, not looking great. And I just show up. And when I show up, I remember he looks at me and he's like, you're you. I, I, I look at him and I'm like, you're you. And he's like, finally, he gives me the two European kisses. By the time he put me in the car, I was like, oh, my God, let me let my hair down. Oh, my God, I look like shit. Then I went to the bathroom, tried to get mercy makeup, couldn't find any. Anyway, to make a long story short, 17 years later, survived wow. the show, two kids later, and we're still happy like the first day, thank God. So you never saw a picture of him before you met him? Never, because Google, like I said, wasn't a thing. Wow. And I was talking to the girl. For three months, I didn't talk to the girl that introduced us because I, you know, I thought she broke code. I told her not to. Yeah. So I said at her, and I never saw his picture. And I never, in all our conversations that we talked about everything in the planet, because he called me every day for three months, we kept talking about everything in the planet. We never talked about age or, you know, it just never occurred to me to say, hey, how old are you really? Which I should have. You had this whole backstory, see? You made this whole backstory up. I made this whole preconceived notion of what he was and what he looked like. And, you know, I, I tell everyone we should never have preconceived ideas on anyone. Yet I did with my husband. And had I not done that, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have wasted so much time. We would have been together much earlier. Those wow. three months were wasted. <laughs> So you guys married and then you settled right in where you are. You're in Beverly Hills now, Bel Air or yes, that general? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, we got married 11 years ago now. We actually celebrate it. We get married every year. We renew our vows every single year. And we like to get okay. married in different places of the world. This year it was supposed to be in Canada. 
we're not going to be able to do that. Um, but we did do our honeymoon because we do a honeymoon every year. So we did our honeymoon already. We were going to get married on my birthday, April 4th. We're obviously not going to be able to do that. We were going to do a double whammy, celebrate my birthday. But we're going to get married in our garden this year. So That's nice. Yes. That's nice. Okay, so now we're going to, there's a lot of other stuff to talk about. So now you're living in Beverly Hills. Now, when the Beverly Hills Housewives was being cast, like not even for you, just in the beginning, like, do you remember, like, did you know any of them? Was there talk around town? Like, oh, we're casting this show. You know, there's the New York version. Like, were you friends with anyone like in the first season when it was cast? Yes. Um, I knew I was actually friends with Taylor's husband. May he rest in peace. Okay. And I remember we were at a mutual friends dinner party at, at their home in Beverly Hills. And he was there and he was asking my husband for some advice. He was like, what do you think about realities? What do you think about this? Because there's this new reality show that they're offering Taylor. So what do you think? Right. Um, so we were just, you know, normal talking and she was super sweet. She's, she's adorable. I still like her very, very much. And she was super sweet. We were just normal talking. That's the only thing I heard about the show before it came out. Then when it came out, I wasn't really watching it. You know, I wasn't really a fan of the show. Um, and But I would see always at, the, at Mohammed's house, I would always see Lisa from time to time because they were super close. But we weren't friends. We had never, you know, we were introduced just, hi, nice to meet you, but we weren't friends or anything. We never even had a dinner together or nothing, you know. So I wasn't really friends with any of the girls when I went into it. I didn't really know any of them at all. Interesting. I had Taylor sat- was no longer in the show. Right. I, I had sat down with Taylor just like this, and I thought she was absolutely lovely. And she really, you know, she's doing a lot for the cause. Like, she really is. Like, listen, you have your own versions. I just didn't, I didn't think our chat was going to be that deep. And it really was. So I loved Taylor when I spoke to her. Yeah. Yeah. I I like her a lot. She's super sweet. She was great. So then, right. So you didn't know anyone because Taylor wasn't on the show. Before we continue this conversation, I have to say, this has certainly been quite a year. And if there's anything interfering with your happiness or achieving your goals, I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It is an online professional counseling service. And as a result of me turning to BetterHelp, I was able to take the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast and go from two to four episodes a week. And I even wrote a Behind the Velvet Rope book. So BetterHelp is great. It's a safe and private online environment. You don't have to leave your house go to a waiting room. It's quarantine friendly. Of course, everything is extremely confidential and you can basically start communicating with a professional in under 24 hours. And what I love about it is once you're assigned a counselor, you can reach out to this counselor anytime and they actually get back to you. And you can schedule your weekly phone or video session, no need to get glammed up if you prefer phone over video, at your convenience. Also, once you're assigned a counselor to help you, if you don't like who you're assigned, you can easily switch the person. So many people are turning to better help that they're actually looking for counselors 
in all 50 states. They're growing rapidly. And listen, don't take my word for it. Check out their testimonials posted daily on their website. They deal with a variety of issues, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, self-esteem. I cannot recommend BetterHelp enough. It's an online professional counseling service. And go to BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash velvet rope and you get 10% off your first month. They are there to help. I feel there's nothing wrong with admitting you need help, especially in these times. It is more affordable than traditional online counseling. They've really helped me see clarity, gain strength to continue doing this wonderful show for you all. Better help help.com slash velvet rope. And then how did it come to you getting cast in season four? So they had done, um, in the acting side, you know, they had done a little piece of me in a magazine in Beverly Hills. Like, what do you like? What designers do you like? La 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 la. Just that, you know, it was a piece on, on an actress, right? On Joyce, the actress. Yeah. Um, And this, the editor of that magazine calls me and says, listen, my friend is casting this show and I know right now you're the lead on this NBC show, but I showed my friend the, your pictures and my friend says you're amazing and my friend really wants to meet you. And I said, well, I can't, I'm in Canada because I was still shooting my NBC show in Canada. So I'm like, I can't, I'm in Canada. When are you back? Well, I'm not back for a month. Okay, can, can, uh, can we organize this meeting for a month? And I said, of course I'll, I'll meet your friend because the editor was super sweet and a good friend. And I said, of course I'll meet your friend, but has to be in a month when I'm back. So then I met the casting director. His name was Michael. Adorable guy. Loved him. I fell in love with him. And he was like, I love you. You have to do this show. You are so amazing. If they show you exactly the way you are, everyone's going to love you as much as I love you. I love you so much. You have to do the show. And I was like, really? But it's a reality. I mean, Reality is not good for an actress. I, no. Right. And right now I'm the lead on this show. This is going to be bad for my acting. You know, it's not. I should have thought about it a little more. Um, but he was so nice and so insistent. Then I left again to Canada to do more of the show. And when I was there, the producers called me and they're, they say, listen, we really want to meet you. Uh, we love you. We really want to meet you. We saw your tape. We really love you. We want to meet you. And I said, well, I can't. I'm in Canada again. <laughs> They said, when you're back, when I was back, they said, can, can we meet right away? And I said, well, and they sent me champagne in Canada yeah. in my hotel. They were just adorable. And when I came back, I met with them and I said, you know what? They're so sweet. What do I have to lose? Who cares? I mean, people will just see me for who I am. It is, you know, m- probably the fights are fake and the friendships are real and probably they're really good friends and it's just fake fighting and whatever, you know? Right. So I said, ah, whatever. Let's, let's go meet them. Let's see. And when I love, I loved them so much. I said, you know what? Let's try, let's do this. I can try one season. Let's see how it goes. And I tried and I, I should have thought about it a little more. (laughs) You're like, wait a second. The fights are not fake. The friendships are fake and the fights are real. <laughs> kind of. Wait, so, so you were on a show, you were on like an actual scripted show in Canada oh, at yeah. the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys can watch it now. I think, I'm not sure if it's on Hulu or, or on Netflix, I think. It's called Siberia. Really? Oh, wow. How long was it on for? Just 
one it was season. it was meant to be the one season because oh, wow. it's it's the the plot of the show is that it's a fake reality show so look, oh i love it i know it's it's that it's a fake reality show and that this group of contestants are kind of survivor contestants and they're dropped in the middle of nowhere in siberia okay that sounds absolutely amazing that sounds amazing <laughs> yeah it's a, cool, sounds- it's a cool show it's a cool show everybody's asking for us to do more we said well it was meant to be the one but let's see and and now everybody's talking about it and everybody says oh my god we really want to do more so we're contemplating and thinking about it we were thinking about it before this whole corona thing exploded now it's on hold of course as everything is but we were thinking about it because everyone's asking us to do more that sounds i'm gonna have to go and find it now that sounds like the concept of it sounds great yeah go find it because i mean that was the thing like this was before like lisa rinna you know like i could see back in the day there was that stigma of like i'm an actress now i'm gonna do a reality show now it's almost like looked upon so differently well now they're all actresses yeah, kind <laughs> of. The entire cast, most of them are actresses. Kind of, you yeah. know, at least in Beverly Hills, that is. Yeah. <laughs> so you got on the show. So when, so you didn't know anyone. So was the show, was it different than you expected? Were you like, oh my God, this is real and this drama is real? Like, was it different from that perspective? Yeah, I was. <laughs> You're like, this Again, is supposed to be I don't, fun. I don't want to rehash a lot of the... We'll keep it positive. Yes. I, it, it's not the time to rehash the, the drama and the negativity. It's the time to inspire and spread love. But but yeah, it was different than what I expected. And then out of that show, because I really don't know the answer, like who do you keep in touch with anyone? Like of you're still course. friends with I'm Lisa. really good friends with Lisa. I love her so much. We've been texting right now in this corona crisis. And, you know, I even told her the other day because... We've been so busy. I've been traveling so much and she's been so busy with Vegas and stuff. We do see each other, but I haven't seen her, I would say like in, I don't know, like two months. I haven't seen her. Text, of course, but we haven't seen each other like in two months. And we were just texting yesterday and I said, oh my God, babe, I'm so mad that we didn't see each other more when we could. I love you. And I sent Ken a kiss. And when this is over... I promise you I'm going to make more time as are you, you know, we both said, you know, this is, it's a good moment for us to realize and say, okay, the friends that I love, even if you're busy, even if life is super busy, make time for those friends that you love because you never know, you know, if suddenly you can't see them anymore. That's how I feel. I love her. I love her. Last year, she did my birthday party for me, my birthday with the kids and kids. Because you were at, weren't you at the opening of Vanderpump Vegas? Yeah, yeah. I, I was there too. I was <laughs> there too. I happened to be going to a share concert that was the same night. So I just happened to be in Vegas. And I'm like, this is just like the gods above are looking down on me. That I can now <laughs> do two things at once. But I think like you and Camille were there. Yeah, I was there with Camille, Lisa. Um, we flew together in the plane. I mean, we're we see each other all the time. We That's always awesome. see her. The only reason why I haven't seen her in like two months is because I was so busy with the line and we were traveling so much. And then I went on my three week honeymoon with my husband and, you know, so we had all this stuff going on. So that's the only reason why I haven't seen her. But but yeah, I I adore her. She's great. Ken is great. Pandy. I mean, I, I love her. Yeah, I've met her. Like, I've met them because she does, like, a lot of those bottle signings for, like, Vanderpump Rosé. So I've been to those. And, like, so she's quarantining safely. Yeah, she is. She is. Do you guys live? I have to say, you know, I don't remember. I have a very, I don't have the greatest memory. But out of all the houses on every show, I always say Lisa's house 
is my, I love a glass house and a moat. Like her I house. I love her just, house. I love her house. It's just so beautiful. It's so glamorous. It's gorgeous. We do live very close. As a matter of fact, I used in, I used to live literally across from her. How crazy oh, wow. is this world? But she, she wasn't living there at the time. She was living in Beverly Park. She moved to the new house um, not so long ago. So I used to, I was, we would have literally been neighbors had I not moved, but we still live close. We live probably like 10 minutes away from each other. So we're super, we're super close. I, I love her. She's great. And when you go and you see the ponies and so many doggies, and I wish I could have a million dogs, but my rescue German shepherd is a bit territorial and she doesn't accept anyone around her other than her one little brother. She's, she wants just one dog. She wants just him. And she's, I, I tell her, I, she, her name is someone. And I'm like, someone, you can't be such an a-hole. You have to be nice to other doggies. I mean, it's your breed. And, and she doesn't let me have other dogs. For me, I would have 20 dogs because we have such a big yard. You know, I would love to have it full of dogs and something. But my, my German Shepherd is just not having it. You just have the one dog. I have someone and I have Trouble. Uh-huh. Trouble is my other dog. And Trouble somehow won her. He's also a rescue. He's a schnoodle. And he, I don't know how he won her over. When she, when, when we tried, because I was just fostering him at the beginning, when he, when we brought him, I said, okay, I'm going to have to keep him separate so she doesn't kill the doggy. And she pinned him down and the dog was just so submissive. And it was almost like, yeah, you're the boss, you know? And now he's the boss, of course. But coming in, he made her think that he was the boss. So she accepted it. And now they're That's the so best funny. of friends. So that's so funny. And now what is this that I saw online that you work with Michael Jackson? I did. I did a movie with him. Really? His last movie. It was it was called um, Miss. What was it? Oh, my God. Miss something. I was like, oh, my God. uh, Not Miss Congeniality, Miss something. It was it was his last. Look it up. It was his last. Or you can look it up on my IMDb. I forgot the name. Oh, my God. It'll come to me in a little bit. But it was his last movie. He was oh, wow. super nice. I was the lead in, in the movie and it was with Charlie Schlater and a great cast. And he it, he was awesome. I, I'm so mad at myself that I didn't take a picture with him because I wanted to be polite. And right. I just, you know, I and he took a picture with me. He's like, oh, can we take a picture? And instead of me being not stupid, because that's the word stupid, I was just stupid. And just saying, of course, let's take a picture. Let's both take a picture. I was like, of course, let's take a picture. We took a picture and I didn't take one with him. So I'm so angry at myself, but I have the movie. So I have the footage. That's, that's something. I am all about the picture though. Trust me. I, I've been in this. That would have been. Same thing happened to me with Prince. Prince. Are you kidding me? I love Prince. I'm so mad at myself. Like literally pissed off. He was the neighbor of one of my dearest friends. And the house was actually that he was living in belonged to my friend. He was leasing it from my friend. This is in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Okay. So my friend George um, Santo Pietro had these two homes next to each other. And he was living in one of them. And then the one next door was Prince's house. Oh my God. We're there at a dinner and George was just adorable. He he left LA right now, but he was just adorable. He threw my big birthday party. He was just a great, great friend. So we're there at a dinner. This is before I was married or anything, before my husband's time. We're there at a dinner and I'm there with a friend of mine and George says, oh my God, I'm going to have a surprise for you. The surprise will come in 10 minutes. And then Prince shows up and Prince is the surprise. And I'm like, isn't that Prince? Because he was married 
to a friend of mine, Maite, and she's yeah. Puerto. So when I, I'm like, isn't that Prince? Like Maite's ex? And my friend who's also Puerto Rican is like, I'm freaking out. Because my friend was an aspiring singer. Yeah. So she's like, I'm freaking out. That's Prince. And I'm like, why are you freaking out? What's the big fuzz? And she's like, you don't understand. This is like my idol. And, and I'm all cool and nonchalant. Like, whatever. Because I've never freaked out over anybody famous. Even really? Michael Jackson, I didn't freak out. I was just like. You know, and I just try to be polite and try to not ask them for stuff or pictures or autographs. So I've never freaked out. I think I would freak out over Oprah. I've never seen her. I think I would have. Really? But I've never freaked out over anybody else famous. So I remember I was like, just chill. And, you know, what's wrong with you? You've got to take a breath. So he comes. He sits next to me. We have dinner. He's talking all nice. And he says, you know, I really like you. You guys want to come over, all of you? And we were like 10 people at the dinner. And he says, why don't you all come over? You're so sweet. I want to give you something special. My little Puerto Rican girl. And I'm like, okay. We all go to his house. He literally puts up a concert for us. But he, yeah. had, he had like clothes and changed outfits. And he had a stage. And I was like, what is this? I was like, this is kind of cool. He's changing outfits and stuff. The whole shebang. And I was so stupid. I didn't take a picture with him. And he sang like the songs we all know. Like and a lot of... He sang and I was just, my friend knew every song. I didn't know every song, but you know, but my friend knew every song and my friend was like fangirling all over. And I was just like, how cool, because he's just, for me, I was more fascinated about the outfits that he was just going to change. Well, the outfits are amazing. Do you see my mouth is dropped open? Like, I mean, listen, I respect Michael Jackson as like an icon. I was never like, you know, oh my God, but Prince is a fucking God as far as I'm concerned. Yes, he's a God. Like, Madonna God. to me is a God. And I also don't have a picture with her. And I was don't backstage. Don't tell me you met Madonna. I met her backstage in London at a concert. So the, the guy putting up the show was a friend of mine. And I happened to be in London and doing a modeling job. And he's like, you want to come over because it's Madonna's show. And I'm putting, and I said, I would love to, of course I love Madonna. Cause Madonna, I grew up listening to, you know, and, faking her little moves in Puerto Rico in the mountains. And I go backstage and I, I said, they're like, what do you want to do? He's like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to see the outfits. So he shows me the outfits. She was so nice. Like, hey, nice to meet. So nice. Not diva like they say at all. Maybe because I was with him, you know, but she was so nice. I just love, love, love Madonna. And I don't have a picture. So I hope I get the chance to have a picture before I die in my lifetime. With Do you know her. Madonna is my number one of all time? I love her. Prince is number her. three. She is like, she's my God. Madonna I love is her like, because I remember singing, open your heart to me. Yes. <laughs> I love Madonna. That's like, so you've met Madonna, Prince, and Michael Jackson and don't have a picture with any of them. But it's what uh, my husband says. You have the great memory. You do. Unless you get Alzheimer, you will die with that memory. And it's better to have a great memory and to not be bothering them. Because I'm sure everybody was asking them always for stuff and pictures. And, you know, so I have the memory. But I wish that I get a second chance with Madonna and get to get a picture with her. You might. Because she is the only person where I've lost it is Cher. I've met Cher four times. And I've lost it like every time. Like you know I, I've never met Cher. I've never met her. I'm friends with her manager. My husband is really good friends with her manager. And they were actually talking about a movie. They have a project that was in the talks um, for sure. Cher to to star in. And I've never met her. And I said, oh my god, I can't wait to meet her. With her, I won't make 
the same silly mistake and I will take yeah. a picture, hopefully. And her manager is like, yeah, we should organize it. But I, I'm never pushy, so I never said, okay, let's do it. Maybe after quarantine, I should say, okay, when can I meet her? <laughs> Life is short. Let's go meet her. I love her. I think she's she is just the ultimate diva. She is just in a great way, you know, not in the negative aspect of yeah, the best way. Do people stop you for pictures or like now they is it do. kind of me? Yeah, they do. They do. And I never, I never mind, by the way, a lot of my friends are like, doesn't it bother you? And I said, no, are you kidding me? Why not? It's an honor. It's like, yeah, it's an honor, you know? And sometimes, sometimes they text me and they, you know, they DM me, not text. They, in the, in the, or on the Twitter, the Twitter, you see how cyber I am, right? So they DM me or send me messages like, oh, I saw you walking in the mall and didn't want to bother you. And I'm like, oh my God, next time come and give me a hug, you know, because I am a very touchy person. That's why it's so hard for me too right now, because I'm so touchy. I'm so like, let's hug. So it's, it's hard that that's hard, but I, I, I'm honored when anybody comes up and says, Hey, can we take a picture or to talk? I'm honored lately. I've been getting a lot of people saying, Oh, you're the hair girl because they see me on the home shopping. So they're like, Oh, you're the hair lady. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Joyce. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, Oh my God, I'm taking your stuff. And I'm like, okay. And we start talking. So lately it's not housewives anymore. It's the hair lady, which I like. I, was I like say, it even more. I like it even more. Well, I have to say, from talking to a lot of housewives, yes, most housewives that I talk to that are not on the show anymore are like, yes, I'm thrilled to now be recognized from whatever else they have going on. Oh yeah, so, for sure. Because, I get it because it's such a it's such a minuscule, you know, it's such a little right. part of your life. Of course, I'm very blessed and grateful to the fan base because the fan base is so beautiful. I think Housewives has such a gorgeous fan base. Whether they love to love you or love to hate you, it's still a fan base, you know? Yeah. And and it's wonderful people that get so invested. So I'm grateful for that. You can't just say, oh, no, it was horrible. I'm so grateful for the people and for the experience. I think every experience in life, whether at the moment you think it's a negative one Later on, you say, you know what? It is what it is. I grew so much. I I learned so much. I met so many great people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. It was a stage in my life. God knows why I had to go through that stage, you know? So I'm grateful. I think it was it was a great opportunity, you know, with the ups and downs, with all of it in between. It was good. That's like a good way to look at it. Okay. You know, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, it's one little moment in life. Yeah, it's know? a moment in life. Life is so much more than that. You could just... You know, a lot of the girls just let that consume their life. And then they end up taking antidepressants and this and that and become alcoholics and whatever it is, their escape mechanism, because they're so upset for the circumstance. You know, instead of realizing, okay, life is so much more. You had a life before this. You're going to have a life after this. Just enjoy it for what it is, but don't let it, you know drown you don't let it become your life that's just a tiny piece of your life totally and i think like a lot of people that are on it for a long time kind of get sucked into the hype yeah you know and then you really get to know some of the people that are on it you're like you're just not a happy person so you're on this and you have this but you really are not happy so i don't know what the point of that is because this is your actual life Exactly. It's not, it's not a scripted show, you know, scripted show. 
you can play the villain and be a villain and be okay with being the villain. But in your life, life is so beautiful. If the message you're giving to the world and your legacy to the world is going to be that you were a bitch and that you were miserable and that you were conniving and that you were bad, what a terrible legacy to leave or what a terrible, you know, role model to be for your children or for the people watching, you know, life is just so grand and so beautiful. And I understand it. A show like that needs drama because it lives on drama, but you don't need to go below the belt and become that person that just finds a way to, to attack. You know what I mean? It's just, and it's like, it's, you know, it takes a lot of angst inside of you to produce that every day, which is your job. But then like, you're bringing all this angst into your life. Yep. Which, what way is that to live long term? Yeah. And then they wonder why everything else in the life is not going good. Then they wonder why is the marriage falling apart? Why can't I keep a boyfriend? Why can't I keep friends? My friends leave me this. I'm bad. I'm sad. I'm depressed. Well, maybe take a deep soul search and you yeah. know, start being nice and spreading love because life is a boomerang and you get what you receive. You know, you get what you give. You know, it's it all true. comes down. So it's true. And like, that's what I say about this whole quarantine. I mean, who knows how everyone's going to emerge from it. But I feel like if there's no soul there, like you're left now with your own thoughts. So yeah. you better figure it out now. Like, if it's all about Instagram and whatever, like you don't got, I mean, you still have it, but you're inside now. So you better pull it from inside. And if you're not happy with what's there, I think a lot of people are going to go through a lot with this quarantine. That's just my prediction. Me too. I think, you know, if, I think if you can be happy with yourself and I always say that to everyone, I even, I, I can't post enough about it in all my pictures. That's always my message. Love yourself so you can love others. You have to love yourself. You have to like the person you are so that you can give love. And if you give love, you, you, you're you going to receive it. I guarantee you 100% that you're going to receive it. And life is just such a beautiful gift. If you wake up every single morning with a grateful heart, then you will be a happy person. For me, when I wake up, my husband says, oh, my God, after 17 years, you still wake up the same. I wake up happy. When I open my me eyes, I too. literally, I open my eyes and I'm like, oh, the first thing I do is thank you, God, I'm alive again. You know, it, life is a gift. Every day is a gift. And I tell all my friends, you could talk to the richest person in the world. You could talk to the richest man with the biggest fortune. And if they're in their deathbed and they, and somebody tells them, would you give your entire fortune for just one more day? I guarantee you the answer would be yes. Absolutely. Yeah. No ands, ifs, or buts. The answer would be yes, because for just one more day to be with your loved ones, for one more day to do what you dreamed of, for one more day to live in this beautiful earth, and we have it, and sometimes we waste it and throw it away. You know what I mean? We have it. It's not even like a question, do you want another day? We have it. And we waste it doubting ourselves, doubting everyone around us, spreading negativity. You know, Let's just be happy and love this world. I see. Listen, we are seriously separated at birth. I am like <laughs> your, I'm like your gay Jewish New York sister. I love it. Because I am seriously, I'm not kidding you. I am the same way. Like now, the second thing I do is run for my coffee. But me too, I, me too. Right, so like, I swear, but, 
Right. I swear. The first thing, well, no, it's not the second thing I do. The first thing I do is I'm happy and I thank God. Mm-hmm. I always do a little thing with God. Then I kiss my husband and then I need my coffee. Even before I give the munchkins breakfast, coffee is my one drug of choice. Coffee and chocolate. Me too. See, mine, is, mine is coffee and vodka, but really, <laughs> really coffee. Like I wake up every day happy. Like that's why like this quarantine, it's not necessarily going to teach me anything because I valued life before. Like I would wake up every day and I'd be like, listen, if I look down and have both my legs and both my arms and I actually have my eyes right there, I could see the world and I don't have cancer today. I really wake up every day happy, like honest to God, truly. And then I go for coffee. I have no husband to kiss, so I can <laughs> I can skip that. You step. will. You will soon. I will. Yes, I definitely <laughs> will. And then I get my coffee. And then I'm like, what is the problem? There's no problem here today. We're, we're like alive. Like we've, we've won the day. We've won the day. Absolutely. You're winning. If you're waking up, you're already winning. That's how Just I feel. get up, enjoy it, seize the moment, live it to the max. Don't waste time. You know, you're, you're already... You're already alive. For me, yeah. I, all my friends are like, you just have like this happiness. You're so energetic. You're just hyper the whole time. And I said, you know what? Yes. And it, it's it's not fake. I mean, it's just me. It's just who I am. I, I am that way. I'm, I'm happy. I'm hyper. I love life. It's like my one big joy. Me too. And that's why it's like, now that we're inside, I mean, so I, I didn't really need to learn that because I knew that already. But now that this has happened, it's like, well, thank God I lived this way and will live this way again. Yeah. Hopefully this will teach certain people you should be happy. Like you have no problems. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you have your health, that's it. And you have your loved ones, there's no problems. Absolutely. And by the way, right now we're in quarantine, but I was just talking to the the one that I was telling you, my, my gay closest friend in Puerto Rico. I was just taught, his name is David. I was just talking to him last night. We were doing a, a FaceTime so we could see each other while he's in quarantine because yeah. he's alone at home. So, and with all my friends that are alone, I'm trying to FaceTime so that they don't feel so lonely. So we were doing a FaceTime and he was, he was telling me, listen, I mean, the routine doesn't really get altered much. If you're happy with yourself. Yeah. The routine doesn't really get altered. You know, you're doing your thing, you're at home. And we both then said something. We both said, can you imagine when we were going through, through hurricane times? I lived Hurricane Hugo in Puerto Rico and I was for one month with no power, no water, nothing to where to the point where getting one little ice was like the biggest blessing, you know, because you wanted something cold in, in a, a cold drink. Right now we have all the commodities. We have water, we have power, we have our phones, we can communicate. What are we complaining about? Uh, we have social media. It's you have like, everything. You're being I asked am. to stay in your temple. Your home is yeah. your temple. If you don't like your home, there's a problem with you. You know? Yeah. You're being asked to stay in your temple with all the commodities. Some people t- tell me, oh, but you have a big home with a big garden. Guess what? You have your TV, you have your shower, you have your food, you have everything. You have your phone to call your loved ones. You have everything. I don't care how small your place is. You have everything you need. Right now we have everything. We're not in some third world country where we don't have, you know, water and power. And even then, when I look back that whole month that I had no water power, I was still happy. You know, we were still just playing outside together, just you know, we're like, okay, we have no water. We have no power. It's really hot. Yeah. It's killing us, but it is what it is. We're alive. We made it. 
you know, I, and we both talked about that last night, David and I, and we said, people just want to complain because they're just not happy within themselves. And that's why they I want to I think so. I mean, listen, do I want to be home for the next 365 days? No. No, no I want to hug. I want to hug my I friend. want to hug. I want to <laughs> hug. Well, first of all, but if I am, like, I can keep myself busy for the next year. Now, that is not what I want, but I have so much going on here. It's yeah. like I, I'm going down the list and I'm like, there's 800 more things I can get to that I haven't gotten to in the past year from running around. Yes. I mean, I am jealous that you have another gay David in your life, but that's enough story. <laughs> He's David Antonio. Okay. <laughs> he made How my dresses for all my biggest moments in my life. And he's still in Puerto Rico. He's still in Puerto Rico. He still designs for me. He did my dress for, for my wedding, for Miss Universe, for everything, for all. How is, is Puerto Rico really bad with Corona or are they doing better than we are? No, they're bad too. They're, okay. they're under strict quarantine. Only the same like in LA, only the necessary places um, are open. The bank, the pharmacies, supermarkets, everything else is closed. They're ordered to stay home. If they go out, um, the police will tell them, what are you doing? And they will get fined, which I think they need to start fining people in New York totally. and here, everywhere. This, I, I think, frankly, I think if they, if everybody, if the president said, okay, nobody can leave their homes, it's martial law. Nobody can leave their homes for yeah. two weeks, only two weeks. We could fight this thing. But if people are still le leaving, then it's going to take us much longer to fight it, you know? But in Puerto Rico, they're taking it very serious. Even when you, the flights that are coming in, they're taking everybody's temperature. Anybody with a temperature cannot come into the island. Um, so they're very being very, very diligent about it. I think it's even nice that we're allowed to go out for food. I mean, like, it's, Absolutely. You, like there's a way to say, get your food now in the next yes. 48 hours. Yeah. There is no more food. Like you're not leaving at all. There's yep. no grocery store. You literally, there cannot be one human being on the street. Absolutely. Get enough this food thing. for two. Yeah. Because that's the only way to fight it is obviously together. I mean, I see the messages and I see the posts from the people in Spain and in Italy. There was a post from this friend of mine in Italy that said, you don't understand how it is right now. I mean, they are literally picking who they're going to save because they don't have the means. We don't want to let it get there here in no. the U.S. So in order for us to not let it get there, because we get to learn from their mistakes, we should really learn from their mistakes and not be selfish and not say, you know what? It's spring break, whatever. Let me go out. It doesn't matter. I'm young and strong and I'm going to be OK. How selfish is that mentality? It's you know? awful. It's it's terrible. Pisses it's me off. awful. I know. Like someone said, like over the weekend, like people in Miami, like the like spring breakers, like same thing. They were all on the beaches. Like we're young, we're partying. And I'm like, are you crazy? Yeah. It's I horrible. Mean, Did you see all, the hashtag that they created? Boomer removal or something like that? No. Yes. It's so insensitive and it's so wrong. And I know, I know they want to be cool and they think they're so cool for school. And, but you know what? You all have parents. So yeah. just think of your most loved ones. You have parents or you have an aunt or an uncle or somebody that you love. Just think of your loved ones. It's just so insensitive and so wrong in so many levels. Like I'm starting to be like, did I think that way when I was 22? I don't know. I don't think I did. I mean, I don't think I, I did. I mean, I was a mess in a lot of other ways. <laughs> But I don't think I was just like, let me go out. Other people can die. It's not going to be me. I mean, I don't think that was me. 
I'd yeah, like no. to think that, I, you know? I, I, by the way, I can bet you that it wasn't you because yeah. just talking to you these few minutes, I can see that that's not in your heart. So it wouldn't be you back then. It, you are, yeah. you're either that person or you're not, you know, and you're yeah. not. So, but I, I, for sure, I know I wasn't like that. I always cared for people. It's, it just, it's just a little empathy, you know, yeah. it's so senseless and just so heartbreaking to even see that somebody could be that selfish, but. But I feel the same way you do. I think we should just lock down with like, you cannot leave your establishment, like get whatever food you'd like to eat right now, have it delivered, go to the market, do what you got to do. And you know what you need for two weeks and that's your food. Yeah, that's your food and make it last, make it last. Or they could have deliveries by Instacart or whatever, Amazon, whatever, have the deliveries and the delivery people are people that they're monitoring the whole time to see if anybody has a fever, if anybody's okay. Have them come, of course, with precautions, with gloves and masks and everything. Like, take it serious, you know, and, and step up to the task and have these deliveries available so people can order their food and stay home, especially the older ones, you know? Yeah. Well, you must be happy that your mom is with you at least. Oh my God. I'm so happy because in Hurricane Maria, I didn't have her with me. She was in Puerto Rico and I was literally going insane. And a friend of mine who's so generous and so amazing tells me, listen, I'll, I'll fly, you know, no flight because no flights were coming in and out. Um, only the private ones for missions and stuff. So a friend of mine, I was collecting missions over here. And my friend says, listen, I'll fly in and get your mom and bring her back to you. I'll fly in my plane just to get her, which was such a generous thing to say, you know, even the thought to me meant the world. And my mom didn't want to get in the flight. My mom is like, no, I'm not going to get in the plane. Don't send the plane because I'm not going to. And I'm like, why are you not going to leave? She's like, I'm cooking for the whole neighborhood. I'm the one cooking. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What do you mean you're cooking? So it just drove me mental. And I was so depressed in Hurricane Maria and I couldn't stop crying just seeing my island going through so much. So I'm extremely grateful to God that right now she's with me because otherwise I know I would be a mess just thinking, you know, what is she going through? Does she have food? Is she okay? She's all alone in the house. I just thinking of all these things. I know I would be a mess. I'm so happy she's here. That's good. So what are your plans after Corona? You're going to see Lisa Vanderpump. I'm going to see Lisa. I'm going to see all my girls. It's my birthday the 4th. I highly doubt that by my birthday, we're over Corona. So I'm going to do like a, probably I'll do a Zoom birthday party. Um, with my friends. <laughs> um, I, and I think I'm going to celebrate my birthday. I'm going to see all my friends. I think I'll be out almost every night for dinners with different friends because every I want to be night. I'm going to be out every night. I want to touch everyone. I want to give everyone a hug. And of course, I have to fly back to do my my work. I have to work, of course. So I I travel a lot for work. So I have to fly to do my work. But do you have any specific projects coming up? Like maybe Siberia will be back. Maybe that will be back. Right now, I I have my hairline. It's the number one hairline in Home Shopping Network. Um, My the supplements, my pills, are the number one in the entire uh, market. Wow. Hair growth supplements. They're clinically tested, clinically studied, 35% more hair in 90 days. Really? Um, Yeah. It's clinically tested. So is it like Propecia? Is it like an alternative to Propecia? Is it for men? It's it's 100% natural. They're made right here at home in USA because for me, that's super important. Um, And, but I have a whole line. I I have like 80 SKUs. Um, Oh, wow. it's It's the number one in home shopping. So I'm really excited, but I have to travel a lot for it. 
I travel, you know, twice a month, three times a month. To Where do you go for that? I go to Minnesota. I okay. sell out of Minnesota and I go to New York for my lab. Um, my lab is in New York, so I have to watch my lab and I drive them a little mental. I know. It's, if listen, anybody from it's, my lab is watching, I love you guys. <laughs> where do you go in New York? Do you go near New York City or is it like upstate? No, it's upstate. Okay. It's upstate. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're coming to New York, we're going to have to have a drink. For sure. When I, when my next trip to New York, I'm going to look you up. Actually, write me so I can send you my number. I will. I'm always skeptical about sending my number at the beginning. But Listen, write me again so I can send you my number. I will. See, you thought, I tell you this to everyone at the end, you thought we were going to be all drama. Yes. And we kept You know, I wrote you that. I said, I'm not talking drama. I was like, no, I know everyone wants to talk drama and it's just... You know, I'm okay if they want to talk drama, but it's just not the moment. That's why I wrote you that. I'm like, hmm, I don't know if we should do this right now. That's why, look, I, I didn't even glam up for you. I'm sorry. I would have glammed up cute. Okay. First of all, I'm not glammed up. Look, I'm very casual. And We're you matching. Both, I, we kind of are. This is like, I'm like in... I'm in nice sweats, but they're kind of sweats. Oh, my like God. This. We're totally matching. I have black bottoms, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, see, look, this is my, like... See this? Whoops. Like, yes, we're totally matching. Like, this is my like Corona look. <laughs> mine, mine says raising little people. Uh, well, that is what you're doing. That is what I'm doing. So I thought it was very appropriate for today. <laughs> and if if I come to LA before you come here, you call have me. Have a drink out there. Wait now. Before, well, two things. And when you go to, I don't know where you go in Minnesota, but if you go. You need to go to Paisley Park if you. Oh my never God! Been. I went. I went already. Isn't it amazing? It's so cool. I went in one of my first Minnesota trips because I told my husband about how I felt so silly. You know, when Prince passed away, I was like, "Baby, I'm, it's killing me." And he said, "Okay, let's go there." So we went. It was awesome. And it's, I went with a purple coat and everything. I bought like the prettiest velvet purple coat just to be cute and took. That pictures. sounds amazing. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> It's everything it should be. I love it's it. So was great. Cool. It's so cool. I love Minnesota, by the way. Minnesota is awesome. And it's like so the cool. people are really nice. The people are great. And I, I like the city. Everyone says, oh my God, there's nothing to do. It's I love cute. it. I thought it, I think it's beautiful. The lakes, even just when I'm landing in the plane, I'm like, oh my God, it's so pretty. I love Minnesota. I have so many good friends there. I love it. Really? Yeah, I love Minnesota. Just from going there for work. Just from going there for work, for really? work, I literally have people that I adore and that are going to be my friends forever just from going there for work because I love it. I, I love that the mall is my favorite mall in the world, that mall of it's, the Americas. It's so beautiful. Do you know where you like need to Disneyland go? for kids. It's, it's a huge, it's amazing. It's so pretty. It's you need to go to Electric Fetus. If you're into music, it's like it. Prince used to go there. It's not all about Prince, but it's like a great record store. It's like old school record store, but they have like every, but they have like a lot of like rare Prince stuff, but it's just like, it's a great eclectic record store. Oh, I'm going to go next time. I, write, it, gonna, like, write it send, to me yeah. so I don't forget. Write it you'll, to me in, in the text. You'll send me your number now that you know that I'm not like, you know, drama. <laughs> Listen, a I lot know. of a lot of people put me, they, they're like, please don't say this. I'm like, I got it. I got it. I'm like, well, keep it positive. Listen, I would never argue if you wanted to talk about drama, but I knew that you did it. And I knew you were friends with Lisa, basically. So 
I didn't see you at Vanderpump though. I at in Vegas. I just read somewhere you were there, and I'm like, I didn't even see her. I, I didn't see Camille. Oh my either. god, I was next to her the whole time. It's because you were just so enamored looking at her. You didn't even see me next to her. I was with her the whole time. I was there with her the next day of the breakfast. I flew in with her in the plane. We and were together you know, the whole time. Do you know why I was enamored? Also, is because like being a Bravo fan, I have to say the best show on Bravo is Vanderpump Rules. So Yay. I was just obsessed with like. Stassi and James, like, I love all the kids. And they're it's so fun. nice. You know they what? They really because, are. And by the way, all of them, even the ones that are dramatic on the show, they're so nice. I like they them. They are. I love them. James, I adore. James is the most dramatic, and he's the nicest guy in the planet. I'm telling he's you, a, he's, he's a sweetheart. Adorable. He's adorable. I love him. My husband loves him. I had him as a judge in my charity. He's He goes above and beyond. He's like, what else do you need? What else do you want? He's just adorable. Sheena, she was singing in my show. I love her. I mean, the kids are awesome. Kristen is great at the gala just now. She's like, I love you so much. I love your hair. She's, I love those kids. They're all, they're all, I mean, kids, they're, they're like our age, but we call I them like kids say, because we I, I say kids. kids. No, I like, I, I just saw Kristen like a couple weeks ago. I was in Detroit because I travel for like these events for this job um, Kristen did a uh, stand-up thing with Rachel O'Brien in Detroit. So I was just in Detroit with Kristen. Uh -huh. Kristen is like the nicest. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. We were talking babies and life. I love, I love that girl. She's really, really sweet. She's my, if I had to pick a king and a queen, Kristen's my queen and James is my king. Those are my king and queens. <laughs> okay, I, love I, don't pick, I, I think James would be my king. That's and Lisa, one. Lisa would be my queen. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, Lisa is. You know, at at BravoCon during the Watch What Happens, that with all this, Lisa, I think, got the biggest because I, I I was there. I think Lisa got the biggest applause. Yeah, I love any, her. And by the way, amazing. you know something? She deserves it. She does. She works really hard. And if you to know her is really to love her. If you know her, you love her. She's really sweet. She's a great friend. She's a great mom. She's a great wife. She's an amazing entrepreneur. She works her butt off. I love her. You know, a, a lot of people say, oh, when, when I was in the show, don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm like, what Kool-Aid? She's yeah. an awesome human being. I mean, I love her. I laugh so hard with her. We laugh so much. We cried so much when we have anything going on in our lives. I love her. She's amazing. Well, when I come and we do our drink, we could go to Tom Tom and Pump. Okay, we'll do that. Now, before we go, this is what I need to do because I don't want to, I mean, this is not the same as giving you a hug, but I want to take a picture of you because when this episode comes out, I'm, and then I'm going to take a picture of us together, which okay. watch. This okay. is what the world, this should is I, what. Should I try to be sexy? Okay, first of all, <laughs> and thank your husband for like organizing the Skype. He was very good. Okay, first of all, you look amazing. I don't know how you think this is not glam. Now, this is Did you is see I gave you poses and everything? Okay, wait, <laughs> let me do... Let me just... Yeah. Okay, let me see, let me see. Look, my little munchkin walked in and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm here posing. Hold on. Let me do one more and then we will... <laughs> we'll say goodbye before these people cut us off. All right, let's just go like this. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Sorry, I lost you for a minute. Okay, let me let me put it this way so I have you over here. I'll do like this, and then we'll say goodbye. That is like perfect. Look at this. 
That's amazing. <laughs> I see your flash going and I'm like, ta, 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 ta. I appreciate all of this amazingly. My engineers and producers are like, okay, David, wrap it up. <laughs> I, I could talk to you for hours. I really appreciate everything. Thank you, love. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Send I love text. If you ever need any uplifting text or, or you ever need to talk right now when you're alone, I'm a phone call away. So I love that. I, I might you take big, you up on kiss. that. Yes, I, 100%. I love you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to the engineers, the people behind the scenes, because they were awesome with hubby setting it up, because I can't do any of it. Me either. I love you guys. I'll text you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.